What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Century, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about an injury update for Justin Lewis. The Bulls make a new signing to a camp deal. Also, parts of the Bulls schedule have released so far, heading towards that full schedule being released today at 3 p.m. We'll talk about the matchups that we know about so far. And then lastly, on today's episode, we'll talk about how much will the Chicago Bulls play small ball next season and then how successful were they playing small ball last season. We're going to get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, thank you for joining me. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me at Chicago Bulls Central. And so first up, we do have an injury update for Justin Lewis. It looks like he did indeed tear his ACL and he will have surgery in the coming weeks. So basically, that means that Justin Lewis is going to miss uh, all of this season. And so the, the question then is now presented, what do the Bulls do with Justin Lewis's contract? Two-way contracts are non-guaranteed contracts. So even though he did sign a two-year, two-way contract, the Bulls could very well go ahead and um, cut him, sign somebody else to a two-way deal, um, something like that. Or as I've speculated, and what I think the Bulls are going to do is that I think that they signed Justin Lewis for a reason. He was the third most coveted, undrafted uh, free agent. They signed him the same day as the draft, which points in the direction to me that the Bulls would have probably drafted him with a second round pick um, had they had one in that draft. So I do think this. I think that the Bulls are going to monitor it. Like if for some reason the Bulls go through a period of the season where they are just injury riddled like they were last season, they may go ahead and, and pull this two way deal. Use that to sign another player, somebody that can they they can pull up, pull down. But really looking at this roster, and it really it really hinges on this. My thoughts, at least, it hinge on this: the fact that I do think that they will that they do plan, I should say, to use Marco Simonovic a lot more in the NBA this season. Now we'll see what his role is. We'll see what role he ends up earning. But I do think that. So with that being said. Yeah, the big man is still a position of need for the Chicago Bulls. When you look at the rotation there, we have Andre Drummond, we have Nikola Vucevic, Vuce, who uh, was healthy for the most part all last season. I think the only time he missed games was because of COVID. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there. So so having Drummond, having uh, Vuce, using uh, Marco Simonovic there, also Derek Jones Jr., who, uh, who played backup center last year. Then we also have Javante Green, who Billy Donovan isn't afraid at all to play at the four. I think that they may go ahead if they believe in the future of Justin of, of Justin Lewis, if they have a, a big time plan and he factors into that, that they just think he's going to turn into a player for them. I don't think that they're going to cut or pull that contract. It just sucks that it's going to have a year miss. It's going to be a year missed of development, things like that. You know, uh, he, he hasn't had this, the surgery scheduled yet. It does say that he'll be getting that surgery in the coming weeks. So, you know, I, Prayers up to a speedy recovery for Justin Lewis, and hopefully the, the Bulls saw enough in him. And you know, from what we we I saw looking at his tape, um, from even the little little bit we did get to see from him in summer league, he does have a skill set that is and could be needed for the Chicago Bulls at some point in time. And while it's raw in some areas, man, does that dude bring the energy? He seems to always be in the correct position on the ball or off the ball. Defensively, he's solid as well. So I do think that you know the Bulls are gonna try to keep him in this in this culture in the in the camp. Um, in this organization to develop him because they signed him for a reason. But let me know what you think down below on Justin Lewis. Do you think this ACL injury, him missing a full year, do you think it's going to affect his long-term future with the Chicago Bulls? Let me know all that down below. Now, with this being said, the Bulls did made a, make a new signing. Now, this is only to a training camp deal. So meaning this player can come in, they can train with the Bulls, hopefully help the, the Bulls team practice. Probably going to end up being a G League player for us, but they did sign 
Carly Jones, who was on our summer league team and did play very well in the opportunities he was given. He can score the ball. Now, he's only a 6'1 guard, so he comes in at a position that we are the most deep at. So I don't know the possibility or, or think that there's any possibility of him getting a two-way deal and being one of those players that comes up and comes down just because that position is such a position of depth for us. I do think he is going to eventually be a Windy City Bull and be on our G League team. But shout out to Carly Jones for doing enough and showing enough in Summer League that it then got him a training camp deal. All right. Let's move into the next topic for today, and that is the, the full 2022-23 schedule is set to be released today at 3 p.m. So what does that mean? I'm going to have another episode breaking it down, talking about this uh, schedule for you guys at some point today, this evening. May even go live for it. Maybe we may, may need to discuss it live. But with that being said, we have parts of the Bulls schedule already released. We know that they will be opening their season October 19th against the Miami Heat in Miami. Um, So the Bulls are coming in, facing a a test early on in a playoff team and a team that is projected to be a damn good team this season. So, you know, we'll see if the, the, the Bulls started off last season with a pretty light schedule. We'll see how it goes and how it develops and if that schedule is a little bit more balanced out as far as the playoff teams, non-playoff teams, things like that. If we, we have a more balanced schedule, whether it be, you know, easy up front and then it was loaded towards the back end. I think eight of our last 10 games were all teams that were playoff teams. So, We'll see how the schedule ends up working out, but I do think opening up against Miami is going to be a big test and a must-see for a lot of people, and I do think that the Bulls are going to come out trying to fire on all cylinders to get rid of a lot of that, hey, the Bulls can't beat good team uh, 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 narrative that was around, and true to a lot of degree, um, at the at the end of next season. And so the Bulls come in, first game of the season, get tested, and then I don't know if it's going to be the second game. They may have a game in between this, but the Bulls' home opener then is against the Cavs October 22nd. Now, the Cavs are going to field a pretty good team. It was a team that we beat, um, I think, more times than not last season, but the matchup issues, Evan Mobley and what he was able to do with Vooch at, at points in times and, you know, having Jared Allen there and, you know, the, the, the uh, Darius Garland. It's going to be a nice game against our rivals in the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I, for one, am really excited to see what this game looks like because, hey, this is, again, at least the two games that we know about that are going to happen early in the season are going to be games, one against a very good playoff team and then a second one against a young, talented team that is going to do some things and I think shock some people this season as well. So, hey. As it stands right now, the Bulls, they're going to open the season with, with much better competition. We did face the Cleveland Cavaliers early in last season as well, but that was a different team. We're looking at a year of development and everything. Going to be interesting to see how that matchup works out. And now that Andre Drummond is on this team, how do we contain Evan Mobley throughout the whole game? So it's going to be interesting there. Now, another game that we do know about that's more towards the second half of the season is we will face the Clippers in L.A. on March 27th. Again, we don't know what type of Clippers team. Clippers, you can never bet on health. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's kind of hard to, to gauge how much of a test that's going to be for the Chicago Bulls. I think we beat the Clippers in both games we faced them in last season. So we'll see how that ends up going for the Chicago Bulls and for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. But again, that's what we know about so far. We'll break down the full schedule once it's released. Next, let's get into this last topic for today. And this one's fun. I'm going to take this in a little bit of a different way. So Bleacher Report released the best small ball lineups for each uh, respective team in the NBA. And so what they had down as the best small ball lineup for the Chicago Bulls is Lonzo Ball, Alice Caruso, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan at the four, and then Patrick Williams playing small ball center. And then I immediately thought like, oh, we're not going to see this happen. And then I thought about who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Billy Donovan. This absolutely could happen. Now, that as a small ball lineup, you have a nice balance of defense and offense in that lineup. When you look at Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and Patrick Williams being out there with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, 
Um, it, what type of uh, massive advantages does that bring? Um, stuff like that. And that that led me to think, well, first off, I want to know what you think about that small ball lineup. What is your ideal small ball lineup for the Chicago Bulls? I do think that, I, is this it? I almost would flip Alex Caruso with Io DeSumo personally um, because it brings a little bit of that that scoring slash defense uh, balance there. But I can understand why they will put Alex Cruz there. But let me know, what do you think the Bulls' best small ball lineup is going to be next season? But now, coming off of that, one of the things that I found interesting in this, and, and you know, with this coming up, I wanted to break down how successful the Chicago Bulls were with small ball lineups last season. I know one of the biggest things that some Bulls fans have an issue with is the small ball. And I think last season, Per se, it was a little bit different because we just did not have the bodies. Patrick Williams was out most of last season. Derrick Jones Jr. missed big parts of uh, chunks of the season as well. Uh, Tony Bradley just did not prove that he could play well consistently or well at all for some people. Marco Simonovic just wasn't ready for the NBA. So it was things like that that, that led, I thought, to the, to the Bulls playing as much small ball as what they did. Also, we started a 6-4 power forward for most of this, guard at power forward for most of the season. But I wanted to look up what small ball lineups the Bulls did do. Now, I did not use the starting lineup because, hey, the starting lineup is the starting lineup. But in small ball lineups last season, and, and the two that I'm looking at, I, I'll, I'll call out, but um, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic out there. Now, that is a true center. And usually, Billy Donovan did try to keep a, either him, or, uh, Vooch, or Tony Bradley. And I'll talk about both those lineups. Most of the time, when he went extremely small, he still had a true center out there. But with that being said, that lineup of Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic last season played 189 possessions together. In those 189 possessions, they had a positive point differential of plus 20.6 and an effective field goal uh, rating of 52.4, which that puts them in the 90th and 70th percentile as far as uh, overall lineups at uh, at uh, point differential and um, uh, points per possession. Uh, so it's that's that's quite good, actually. Like, I, and you know, again, keep in mind, um, only 189 possessions together, and that's mainly because Alex Caruso didn't play that that many games. Um, and so that's just it's it's really good numbers here on the defensive end as well. Let's talk about the defense. They only allowed 99 points. Um, in 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 those possessions, they had the opposite team. The opposing team had an effective field goal percentage of forty five point six percentage, which isn't amazing, but it's not it's it's not terrible either. Um, and uh, they had an offensive rebounding rate of nineteen point six. The uh, rebounding rate with the other small ball lineup was twenty point five. So that is a pretty solid success rate at playing small ball lineups. Let's also go to the next. The most other small ball lineup that they used was Lonzo Ball, Alice Caruso, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Tony Bradley. And surprisingly enough, with Tony Bradley out there, they actually had a higher point differential. They had a point differential of 31.5. That's 31 and a half points that they that they scored more than the opposing team when 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 uh, that small ball lineup was used. And points per possession was 126. Point three. That's crazy. That's crazy. They had an effective field goal percentage of 63.4. Now, I know some of you may say, okay, what did the defense look like with that small ball lineup flipping Vooch for Tony Bradley? Well, the opposing team did uh, points. They averaged 94.8, effective field goal percentage of 42.6, um, and offensive rebounding rate for the other team of 28.6. So that did t- take a, a tick up. 
But overall, the Bulls were pretty successful playing small ball lineups last season. Now, again, that is much different than saying start Patrick Williams at center. So I want to be clear with that. But I just found that 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 was interesting out there um, happening. And then we do have another small ball lineup that I'll go ahead and talk about um, just because I think that it's interesting that it's still mostly positive there. The other small ball lineup for the Chicago Bulls was Lonzo Ball, Alice Caruso, Zach Levine, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Derrick Jones Jr., they had, they had 60 total possessions together. They had a, a point differential of negative 16, but they uh, they scored 18, 118 uh, points, uh, 0.3 points. They had a field goal percentage of 50.9. Um, so again, much, much less success right there. The other team on the uh, on the other end, they had they had 134 points when those uh, those lineups were out there. So not as successful. And then we also have another small ball lineup with DeMar DeRozan being at center, Javante Green being the the power forward, um, Zach Levine being the small forward, and then Lonzo Ball and Alice Caruso holding down the guard position. Now that lineup only had 52 possessions together, and in those 52 possessions, they had a, a positive point differential of 9.2. So. The Bulls were fairly successful last season playing small ball. And one could say, though, that they played it out of necessity. And we'll see what Billy Donovan uses now in this team. We still only have two true centers. We didn't get another true kind of stretch the four power four than a lot of us were looking for. But how much are the Bulls going to play small ball next season? When you look at the additions, when you look at like how heavy our guard position, how deep we are at that guard position, they're going to definitely be nights where there's a guard playing out of position. Uh, whether that and what how often Javante Green is now the backup three. When do they go to Derrick Jones Jr.? The, I've always said it. The lineups this se upcoming season for Billy Donovan and the coaching staff, I do not envy them at all at how they're going to balance out or how they're going to have to figure out how to balance out these lineups. I don't envy it at all, right? That's why I am a commentator. I am not a coach because I, I can't even begin to, to think what are they going to be the best permutations out there. Again, I'm not there for practices either to see how these teams are playing together. But when you look at Patrick Williams being back here and hopefully for a full season and being healthy, considering that they did play Derrick Jones Jr. as a small ball five at times, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility per, per this Bleacher Report to see Patrick Williams play some small ball center. I just don't. I don't, I don't think it's impossible. Now, how successful are are they when they do that is going to be the question. And also, let's be clear here. They may not, out of necessity, they may not have to go to that just because they do have Andre Drummond now on this team who, while a black hole at times on offense, is definitely going to get the Bulls extra possessions with rebounding. He's definitely going to play solid defense um, for, for the most the majority of the time, at least we would hope. So it's really going to be interesting to see um, how that how those lineups are going to work for the Chicago Bulls. Let me know down below. Do you expect to see a lot of small ball for the Chicago Bulls, or do you think players like Patrick Williams are just going to play heavy, heavy minutes at the four? And I know some people are going to say right off the top, well, Patrick Williams isn't a four. Again, with him being at this point, he's about 6'8", with an over seven-foot wingspan, that's a power four. But with that being said, you know, that conversation aside, I would love to hear from you guys on what do you think and how often do you think the Chicago Bulls are going to have to go small ball? And if you think that, that we're just going to be a small ball team because Billy Donovan likes it or out of necessity, let me know that down below um, as a whole. But that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. If you want to follow the show, make sure you do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.